0: i'm rebecca hi i'm sarah and i'm Allie, and you're listening to desk chair detectives hello hello hi i'm choking on goldfish
1: (laughs) are they flavor blasted goldfish oh hell yeah Oh. oh i can't believe you only have the small bag though you gotta get like the family sized i know
0: well i went to the grocery store and it was like the day that this hurricane hurricane blizzard was supposed to happen it was like two hours before it started and I was like I just need to get the essentials goldfish <laughs> <laughs> I was like I I'll like come it. back and grocery shop
1: at a later date I support it
0: did you guys get a lot of snow
1: like a decent amount but it was like gone the next day It was just like oh really yeah.
0: and the I- wind like blew it around a lot so I couldn't even tell like how much we actually got
1: oh wow yeah like it, I was disappointed but so I do want to give a disclaimer in the beginning of this one. Um, it involves children okay. and it's pretty messed up. So just kind of brace yourselves okay. or prepare mentally prepare yourselves. Um, so I'm going to take you back to 1971. Mm-hmm. Carmen Cologne was 10 years old. She was described as a generally happy girl full of bundles of energy. School wasn't the easiest for her because of a language barrier. She had recently moved from Puerto Rico to Rochester, New York. And in the early evening of November 16th, Carmen's mother had to go pick up a prescription from a nearby pharmacy. But Carmen begged her mother to let her go to the pharmacy on her own. Her mother hesitated, but eventually let her go. When Carmen got to the pharmacy counter, she handed the pharmacist her mother's prescription and her Medicaid card. The pharmacist told her that he was a little busy and to come back in about a half an hour and the medicine would be ready then. So Carmen walked out the door and would never return. Some witnesses said they saw Carmen leaving the pharmacy and getting into a vehicle that was parked just outside. This next part is, like, probably the worst. Um, At least 38 witnesses who were going down a nearby highway um, were shocked to see a young girl who would later be identified as Carmen. She was on the side of the highway without her pants on, running, waving her arms and screaming.
0: i i remember this case now yeah i remember hearing about this holy
1: shit yeah not a single person 38 people came forward to say they saw her not a single one of them stopped to help her a truck driver yeah a truck driver reported that as carmen was running the car that she had been seen getting into was backing up like was in reverse chasing her
0: oh my god like on the highway
1: on the going highway. the wrong way yep they were like off to the side what yeah um i watched this like little documentary on um youtube and um they were like interviewing some of the townspeople who were there um i don't think any of like the exact like people who saw it happen but they were kind of all saying like the same thing like this was the early 70s so it wasn't really just like you didn't automatically think the worst like the people pretty much like like I think someone said they thought it was just like a disturbed child like running away from a parent like maybe they pulled over to go to the bathroom
0: yeah but like (laughs) it's a little kid on a
1: highway yeah Yeah. running and screaming
0: Maybe if it was like in a neighborhood, like on the sidewalk, like if they're playing or something, Yeah. but like right? if she's screaming bloody murder down a highway without pants on, even yeah. in the seventies, like, come on people. It's it just- crazy too. like, think like, I know you guys probably do this, but like nowadays, like I think about it all the time when I'm driving late at night, I'm like, what would I do if I saw someone just yeah. like, running at my car for needing help? Like I would definitely stop yeah but like it's crazy like I think about that now and like people back then it was
1: life was just so different I know I'm constantly taking like mental notes of like yes oh, I too. saw I saw <laughs> yes. that I saw a person walking down the street at 214 yeah. or you know like yes
0: I also I hear like, a like scream mm-hmm. I'll like make a mental mm-hmm. note of when I heard it or like when I lived in uh good old Sussex County like if I heard a gunshot yes. I'm like oh 7 p.m yeah <laughs> when was that yeah. but Also, like when I am on the highway, I don't know if anybody else thinks about this, but when I see like a lump of like garbage, like, you know how garbage like falls off of people's cars, but like there could be a body in there. So I like think about it. I'm like, okay, I was around here. I saw this garbage bag, big garbage bag.
1: I worked in New York for um, like a month and a half. And on my commute every day on the train, I would just like be scanning like the bodies of water that you pass and like all the like desolate areas like looking (laughs) i'm like i'm gonna find a dead body terrible at least we're all thinking the same yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, we're on the same boat (laughs) (laughs) all messed up uh so two days later a 15 year old and a 13 year old boy were riding their bikes down a deserted road in a nearby town called churchville when they came across the half-naked body of 10-year-old Carmen Cologne. She had been sexually assaulted, had scratches on her arms and had been manually strangled to death oh, baby: Yeah. So you can imagine this really shook the city of Rochester. People didn't think that something like this could happen. So the hunt for Carmen's murder was like officially on. Near the part of the highway where the people had last seen her alive, they put up a billboard with Carmen's picture and a sign that said, do you know who killed Carmen Cologne? Please help before it happens again. Unfortunately, it would happen again 17 months later. In 1973, Wanda Walkowitz was not like your average 11 year old. She was incredibly dependable and tough. Her father died when she was young and her mother suffered from alcohol use disorder. So Wanda had to grow up a little fast. She was described as a fierce little redhead and was known to even take on the boys at school if needed. So obviously I'll post their pictures and it's so sad, but there's just something about Wanda that like really just like struck my heart and I think like she kind of looks like my sister a little I was just bit gonna say that she
0: reminds you of your sister she reminds
1: me of my sister yeah. and like my niece like just she has this like big goofy smile and she has like ter- a terrible 70s haircut and you can just like she's just so innocent and like like she had this ter- like I mean, her father died when she was younger, like her mom had abuse, like substance abuse problems. But like everyone described her as just like a really smart and like happy little girl.
0: Aww.
1: Um so overall, she was like very happy. She was athletic and really smart. In the afternoon of April 2nd, Wanda was coloring in her living room when she overheard her mother opening all like the kitchen cabinets and realizing that they were out of food. Wanda offered to run to the grocery store that was located about three blocks away. Her mother thanked her, and Wanda walked out the door in a little white dress and a red and green checkered coat.
0: Oh
1: <laughs> I know. I can like picture it.. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. And you know what's so crazy? I was literally just talking about this with my mom. I think I asked my parents, I was like, what's like the oldest memory you have?" because I I think about that all the time and my mom said she remembers walking home from school when she was in kindergarten no I I can't imagine imagine sending like a five-year-old an 11-year-old to the grocery store by themselves but like it's one of those things again where like things were so different back in the 70s
1: a totally different time yeah like now I think like someone has to be at the bus stop yeah for you for the bus driver to let you off
0: yeah i think they do they started that when my brother was because my brother's so much younger than me they started that when he was little like me and my brother were walking home at the bus stop and i was the oldest i was like eight i'm like
1: yeah let's just go yeah it's nuts i i grew up on like um the street it kind of made like a t it was like a a double cul-de-sac and then there was a road that led out and at the end of that road so there's a lot of houses but like that's where our bus stop was so it was like a pretty long walk um, but it would just be like 15 kids standing at the bus yeah. stop by themselves, uh, and then like a pretty not the main road but a heavier trafficked road. I'm like, all these kids just like take your, yeah, pick. you know, exactly. Go go anyone could just one. drive by and just be like, school, yeah, it's just like insane how different. Well, I'm, I'm glad, glad that know. we've learned. <laughs> yeah. I know, me too. It's probably for the best, <laughs> right? Um, this should have been a quick trip, but as the minutes turned to hours and Wanda had still not returned home, her mother Joyce called the police. The police. Deplete- <laughs> Pulling an alley the police department asked her to calm down and go have a quick look around the neighborhood maybe she had stopped to play with some kids and lost track of time so around eight o'clock she left it what time did i say i don't know i was about to ask you yeah. <laughs> i think it was like around like 3 30 or something oh god yeah oh god. maybe That's four yeah four um she walked the mom walked down to the store to see if she could like find her um but no one had seen wanda since that afternoon so the clerk the clerk at this part kills me the clerk at the deli said wanda had been in there earlier and asked for everything in one bag and then also told him to hurry up which i was like she's so sassy and they so people were like why was she in a rush like was someone waiting for her and they were like no she was literally just like anytime she went in there she'd be like hey, can you hurry up like yeah like let's, let's yeah, get a, yeah let's that get is, move on here yeah. <laughs> um witnesses say that they saw Wanda walking back towards her house and she seemed to be sort of like struggling with the bags of groceries and someone said that like she kind of like had it up on her hip and like um resting on a fence and mm. that was like the last time that anyone saw her Oh, I just imagine her in her little coat like I know. Ugh. It's oh, so sad. sad. So 17 hours later, a state trooper was driving down Route 104 in a town called Webster, just 7 miles from Rochester, when he saw a little red-headed girl lying on the side of an embankment. It was the body of 11-year-old Wanda Walkowitz. She had been sexually assaulted, had scratches on her arms, and was strangled to death from behind. An autopsy found DNA from the murderer on her body and also revealed that she had custard in her stomach, which led the police to believe that the killer fed her before murdering her. Um, There was also white cat hair found on her clothing, which was odd because she didn't have any pets.
0: Right.
1: So once again, Rochester was shook. And this Um, was what,
0: 17 months, you said?
1: Yeah, so this is, uh, the first one was in, um, November of seventy one, and this was April of
0: seventy three. Okay, that's scary because it's like, you know, they could have the people there could have like started getting back to normal. Yep. Like you know right. the families didn't, but like the people were probably like, okay, it was just yeah, it year, one time, yeah, and year it was, later. yeah, like we can start getting back to normal. And now this is like confirmation that this is going to be like an ongoing thing yep. that they'll have to worry about.
1: It's almost like right around the time you're probably like trying to forget it, it happens again. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And there were was there any like motion or leads in Colleen's disappearance?
1: Um, I'm going to get to that. Okay. Because there's a lot of different theories. But so after her body was found, um, another billboard went up. This one said, it happened again. Who killed Wanda Walkowitz, and they offered a reward for $10,000, which was a lot back then. I
0: don't know about you guys, but like, can we cut the shit with the billboard and like actually do something? Exactly. <laughs>
1: it's like, yeah, is no. there
0: anything else we could do here? No. And it was
1: weird because, so I did read, I was like reading about Rochester, and like, I guess, um, I mean, it's a major city. They said it was like one of the first like booming cities um because it was like close to new york city and it had water access so there was like a lot of like industrial stuff and so with that comes a lot of crime and there was like in the 80s it was like this big like mob town um so i thought it was interesting that um on the billboards it was like you can be a secret witness no clue was too small like it just like seemed weird to me but are they trying to like appeal to the mob like i think they were kind of like begging anyone like we won't te- if you have any information like they were so desperate for, for anything because hmm. they had like barely any leads or information yeah. so now seven months later on november 26th 11 year old michelle Mienza had spent most of the day in the, in the school nurse's office crying and upset She was often picked on and teased because she was slower and heavier than most of her schoolmates. I guess there was like some sort of incident that happened during research that research (laughs) recess that day because Michelle and her bully were asked to stay after school, I guess, to like talk about it or I don't know um and michelle's mother was actually outside of the school when the day was over but a teacher came out and told her what had happened and that michelle couldn't leave just yet it was then that michelle's mom realized she had left her purse at a store that she was at just right before so she said that michelle could walk home while she went back to the store to get her purse um and there was something i just wanted to like say too like um a lot of articles noted that like michelle's mom was like a really good mom and like she was the mom who knew where her kids were at all times
0: even Mm
1: in the 70s which was like unheard of
0: yeah
1: um so this was like very weird or like it was she was like oh you know i'll just let her walk home one time she'll be fine
0: yeah and like she's frazzled she forgot her purse at the store like exactly like it's messing with her routine like you don't always think about everything right at that moment
1: yeah so this was like it was not normal at all for michelle to walk home alone so at around 320 michelle's uncle actually passed her while she was walking home he had just left work and he saw that she had been weeping and was walking with her head down he pulled over and asked if she wanted to ride home but she said no thank you he told her that he hoped her day got better and drove away
0: oh my god that poor
1: man right like oh i know 10 minutes later one of michelle's classmates saw her at a stoplight sitting in a passenger seat of a car with a man that she did not recognize the classmate actually took a step forward into the street to get a better look and was almost hit by the car that michelle was in as the man sped away
0: not a good sign yeah
1: and like they i saw like they had a quote from this girl in one of the articles and it was like she, she i guess she she like really it wasn't just like schoolmate, like it was like a friend or they lived in the same street or something and she was like i remember being like that's not her dad so she like yeah. she said she was like nosy and like took a step forward to like see who it was and she yeah. did not recognize him at 5 40 when michelle had not returned home her mother called the rochester rochester police to report her daughter missing at first after hearing about the day she had had the police suspected that she might have just run away because but because of the recent murder of wanda they knew that they couldn't rule out something more sinister and you can just like imagine like you kind of said it Allie, but like the thoughts running through her mother and her uncle's brain like they were both kicking themselves like her mom was waiting for her why didn't she just stick around a couple more minutes and like why didn't the uncle just Mm -hmm. like insist like they must have just been like beating themselves up yeah because
0: it's like what are i mean i know we all do this it's like what are the chances that this bad thing happens is one time i do something out of the ordinary and then you know it doesn't happen but then there are those times where bad things do end up happening i know it's terrible it's so bad sad
1: so two days later a fire chief in a neighboring town of macedon was taking the newest fire truck out for a drive when he saw something that would haunt him forever Mm. he found the body of michelle Mienza. she had been sexually assaulted and strangled to death from behind an autopsy found undigested cheeseburger in her stomach showing that the killer had fed her about 90 minutes before her death there was also white cat hair found on her clothing Mm. Did you, I don't know if you said this before, but with
0: the first girl, what, did they find any food in her stomach or any cat hair? No. Interesting. And she was strangled differently.
1: She was strangled differently and there was no cat hair on it. Interesting. Okay.
0: But but you also said like the first one happened 17 months before the second one and then seven months between three and two and three.
1: Yeah i think you guys are kind of like picking up on where i'm going because mm-hmm. we're so smart um <laughs> we're so, so smart so smart uh, so obviously this was just like a terrible time in rochester like three innocent girls were just tragically and brutally murdered in such a short time and people couldn't ask but help like why these girls and many people were quick to point out the bizarre fact that all three victims had the same first and last initial. They both had like a double initial. Uh, initial. initial. <laughs> That's what I noticed too. And I was yep. like, wow, these girls have some really cute names. <laughs> yep, Carmen Cologne, CC, yeah. Wanda Walkowitz, WW and Michelle Mienza, MM. And then the other thing that made it even creepier was that and I didn't know this part. Um, each of their bodies were found in a town corresponding with the initial so uh, yeah Carmen was found in Churchville Wanda was found in Webster and Michelle was found in Macedon stop it so it's just like really weird so like right here like if this is why they were picked it shows that like this was not just like a wrong place wrong time victim of circumstance it was like freaky it was methodical and was like planning attacks for like a long time
0: which is even scarier because the last girl she like her mother basically never let her out of her sight so how long was she being watched
1: yeah so Mm, scary so that was like a crazy similarity right and like was it a coincidence or was it not Mm. another similarity was this man in the car Carmen was seen getting into a light colored car outside of the pharmacy and later being chased by that same car. We know that someone drove Wanda to get ice cream before her death and after Michelle's body was found. Get ready, Rebecca. I just feel like this is going to hurt your soul.
0: Oh no, she's going to pop off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a, there was this guy who was driving down this road and he saw a car pulled over, stalled on the side of the road he got he pulled over to to see if this guy needed help when he um got closer he noticed that the man was holding t- was tightly holding the wrist of an upset chubby little girl when the witness approached the vehicle the man pushed the little girl in front uh like he was still holding her but he like blocked the view of the license plate and told the guy to go away he's like i don't need help so oh, police believe that this was um, Michelle that he saw.
0: And So like they talked to this man and did they get a description of the so, car yeah, and the man? That's the one good thing was good. that he
1: was able to provide good. a description.
0: But like what, like not only did this dude like target specific girls, he dumped their bodies in specific places and yeah. methodically hid from potential witnesses.
1: Yeah. Like, it's, this man like, is the smart. Blocking of, yeah, the blocking of the license plate, like,
0: yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, normally we're dealing with, like, cavemen-type serial yep. killers who, like, literally are dumb as rocks,
1: but, like, this guy's smart. And I was reading something that, like, the FBI, like, classifies killers as, like, organized or unorganized. So, like, uh, unorganized would be, like, a random attack and, like, I killed you and left you where I found you, yeah. that kind of thing um But like, because all three of these kills or like these murders were there's there was a place of abduction, um, a place where like the assault atta- assaults happened, and then a dumping place. It like shows a pattern of organization,
0: like um, extreme organization. Yeah. So it's just like yeah. creepy. But this,
1: so this guy like he came out later, the like couple days after they found her body. I guess it was on the news, and he said that he saw Michelle. Um, and he was able to provide a description of this man he said that he was six feet tall maybe taller he had dark curly hair and that was covering his forehead and his eyes he was wearing jeans a plaid shirt and he was unshaven and he goes oh and he had long fingernails Carmen and Wanda had scratches all over their arms oh so they think that like they fought and And they fought really uh, hard they fought a man who had long fingernails that's sad so like who was this guy right yeah (laughs) long story short we still don't know (laughs) no
0: i got an idea let's do
1: another billboard yeah right um there have been a few suspects but none of them have ever been arrested for these murders so after carmen was murdered Her uncle, Miguel, quickly became a suspect. Miguel was um, her dad's brother. Um, And Miguel happened to own a car that was similar to the description of the one that Carmen was seen getting into. Police had asked to search his car and found that it had recently been deep cleaned. A doll belonging to Carmen was also found in his car, which his family was like, it was a close family member. Like, it wouldn't be Mm -hmm. weird that some of her belongings were in his car um but the biggest thing that made him like a one giant red flag was that a few days after Carmen was killed he left the country after telling friends he did something bad in Rochester
0: oh wow that uh, narrows it down doesn't it yeah <laughs>
1: yeah so he went back to um Puerto Rico and police were actually able to extradite him back to Rochester for questioning Uh, but he maintained his innocence and he even asked for a lie detector test, uh, which he passed, Um, but he wasn't able to provide a credible alibi for his whereabouts. Like no one could be like vouched for him on the day of her murder, Um, but because there was no physical evidence found, they were unable to link him to the murder. Side note, he ended up committing suicide in 1991 after shooting Carmen's mother and her brother. Um, they both survived but he died he killed himself is he like secretly in love with like carmen's mom it was something like about money something so stupid Uh, but his but their family like um, don't think that he had anything to do with it Hmm. yeah Yeah. so the next next suspect (laughs) is this man named dennis termini he was a pretty strong candidate at the time he was a 25 year old firefighter in the area and he would soon become known as the garage rapist oh he committed at least 14 rapes of teenage girls and young women in rochester between 1971 and 1973 he also had a similar car to the one of the girls to the ones the girl was seen the girls were seen in Mm -hmm. He also lived on the street where Michelle was last seen and five weeks after Michelle was killed, Termini attempted to abduct a teenage girl at gunpoint but ended up fleeing the scene because the girl would not stop screaming. Shortly after this, he tried to abduct another potential victim but was pursued by police and ended up killing himself before the cops could catch him. When searching his car, they found white cat hair on the
0: upholstery. Oh, I was just going to ask if have a cat <laughs> oh man He's
1: so I think for good. a long time everyone thought this it was him mm-hmm. but in 2007 his body was exhumed so they could complete a DNA test against the DNA connected from, uh, collected from Wanda but it was not a match
0: mm-hmm. oh man
1: the next, next suspect is someone you've probably heard of Kenneth Bianchi He is known as one half of the Hillside Strangler murders um, of 10 young girls and women between the ages of 12 and 28 in California from 1977 to 1978. It just so happens that Kenneth was an ice cream vendor in Rochester during the time of these murders. Guilty. Right. Um, Bianchi was never charged with the Alphabet murders and he denied any culpability in the homicides he has repeatedly attempted to have investigators clear him of suspicion yeah um however i will say while residing in rochester he is known to have driven a similar vehicle to the girl to the one that the girls were seen in damn does everybody have the same car and a I cat know. and an extreme shop like i will say it was like a light brown sedan so i feel like yeah. that was probably most of the cars
0: in the 70s do they look at these guys fingernails the creepy long fingernail thing
1: i know i would like to see that they're a picture of all their hands the last suspect is an- another person you might have heard of joseph Nassau. He was arrested in 2001 at the age of 77 for the murders of women in California between 1977 and 1994. Many of his victims also had a double initial pattern. Something really eerie is that one of his victims' names was Carmen Colon. Stop. What? Right oh my god that's so creepy and yep. was he yeah. in
0: uh new york was he in rochester at the time of
1: all of their murders nasa was a new york native who had lived in rochester during the early 1970s Damn. um mm. initially described by authorities as a person of interest dna testing has confirmed that he was not a match oh yeah then who i know so there's a lot of debate whether these girls were killed by the same man and even if the like the the double initials were um like on purpose and a lot of like experts say that it's just like a super random coincidence that no names- it's
0: not i don't think it is i know i'm like torn on that part I just realized I'm a double initial. Does I know, that die? is why. That is why last week I said this
1: would probably hit home to you. I was
0: wondering why. I was like, is that because from Rochester? I literally just, just put the pieces together that I am also a double initial. Yep.
1: So, you can thank your parents for that one.
0: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: many believe that Carmen was killed by one person and that Wanda and Michelle were killed by another, like, separate. But they were, because pro- they're murders are way more similar than mm. um Carmens. I could agree with that. Yeah. Right. They think Me that too. Carmen was different. Like she was not fed before being killed. Her body was found partially nude where the other girls were fully dressed. I think that is very strong possibility that they were all killed by the same person because a lot of times they they say like experts will say that the first attack that like a serial killer does is like Super sloppy, and because mm-hmm. they're panicking, they've never done it before. Right. Um, things fall apart and they learn from it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So, I think that he knew like he messed up with Carmen, like she got out, she got away, right. you know, and he, he yeah. was seen chasing her. And then maybe he found that, like, by feeding the girls, it kind of like gained some trust, mm-hmm. um, and like made him seem friendlier. Yeah. So I, I would agree with that. Mm.
0: I think it really could go either way. Like, yeah. that's what I was thinking too. And like, he got a cat. Yeah. Within, within those. Yeah. Parts. Like, there was so much time between the first murder and the second murder. Like, that could have been his first one. And he evolved and planned until yeah. he was ready for the next one. Or it could have been her uncle who just had like a one off thing. Yeah. And then the other two were killed by someone else. I think yeah. it could really
1: go either way. It's just like, it's it's so frustrating it's just like we don't know any of these things and like I just also think it's hard to believe that like I mean I guess it's not hard to believe I just listed four people who lived in Rochester New York during this time that were all monsters but it's just yeah. like I don't want to believe that there was like two people like yeah that were capable of doing like this exact same thing and just like terrible
0: well, it's so crazy that back in the seventies, people were just letting their little kids wander around like that, and there was four <sighs> horrible human beings in that area at that time.
1: Could you imagine? I'm just picturing like, I don't. I have anxiety going into a pharmacist and like filling a prescription. Yeah, just like a ten-year-old. Here's my mom's Medicaid card and the prescription. Fill her up, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was so, so
1: different. It, right. It,
0: it, it blows my mind how different things were. Like for our parents when they were kids.
1: Yeah, it's so scary. But 50, 51 years have gone by since these girls have been murdered, and there have been zero arrests. Carmen's mother made her first public statement in 1995, so wow. like a long time after it, saying, although she had lived her entire life in poverty, if she could have only one thing before her own death, it would not be wealth, but knowing who had murdered her daughter. <laughs> She said, yeah, she said, this is a direct quote from her. If I could die knowing who killed my Carmencita, I would die more peacefully than I have lived. It is the only thing I want in my life to know that this person had to pay for the terrible things he did to my little girl. If the person who did this could have any compassion, he would see the pain and suffering the families of these little girls have gone through for all this time the rochester police state that they remain committed to solving this case
0: i do not fully believe that yeah <laughs> you're I telling me there was yeah. 40 witnesses to the first one yeah. and like nobody knows anything like yeah and it's a I good no there's it's a crazy. good shot that uh, he is also dead now yeah yeah so it's just so sad it's yeah. just crazy that like I don't know like if like that nobody would know anything like he has yeah. to have a family he has to have friends he has to have known people like yeah he wasn't a normal person like I, read, with, I know I've worked with a couple creeps that I wouldn't be <laughs> surprised if they got arrested for something down the line <laughs> it's scary to think None of. at our current job. not at our current no no <laughs> no no, no. no. Um,
1: I did read one thing that I thought was interesting but it was just like someone's theory it wasn't like anything like professional but all of these girls had um obviously their names were in common like the double initial but they also had like similar home lives like they all lived in the poorer side of town they had struggles um they struggled in school so they like theorized that it could have been they could have been targeted for that reason like was it a social worker was it like someone who worked at like they all also were like catholic so was it someone at a church that they met like yeah because also like how do you find out these people's names yeah
0: true. well I mean yeah it makes sense for someone to target victims that come from poverty low self-esteem like, not a great home life. Yeah. And so, I mean, he clearly had a type. It is so sad. It is sad.
1: Did they all go to different schools? I'm not sure. I couldn't find, like, they'd never listed, like, what the names of their school were. I'm sure if I looked and, like, just trying to find, like, police reports or something. Yeah.
0: But... No, I was just curious because, I mean, that would be, I
1: imagine Another they were person. all from
0: the same school. Like, it could have been one pe- person, like, someone's father or, like... Yeah someone who worked there that knew the kids I yeah know.
1: that's so scary Well wow. yeah sorry to bring everybody down
0: <laughs> that's the whole point of this podcast
1: <laughs> terrible 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 case with a terrible terrible ending
0: is it these are called the the alphabet yeah
1: so i didn't say that i skipped over that line but uh, this is no these are known as um, the alphabet murders or the double initial killings
0: all right
1: yeah so scary Mm
0: -hmm. well you did a good job even though it was a terrible story with a terrible outcome thank you yeah i'm gonna i'll try to give
1: you guys a soft one when it's when it's my turn if you could do one a little more peppy next week rebecca i think
0: well okay it's not i'm gonna do a disappearance so there's there's no there's no like um happy ending or closure (laughs) okay so but so i'm sensing a theme with this podcast um (laughs) depression we we will also not have closure next week
1: good 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 Something too.
0: I'll give you some closure. I have an idea of what to do, and for mine, the week after, and there is a resolution.
1: <laughs> Tune in in two weeks, two weeks from now. Oh, you got to <laughs> no. come
0: back next week. Yeah, we got to bring it. We got to bring it
1: down a little bit further next week, and then we'll give you the promise of something <laughs> brighter. And the... okay, goodbye.
0: Great job,
1: Sarah. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Sources for this episode includes the Biographics YouTube channel, The Guardian, Medium.com, UnsolvedCasebook.com, Little Deaths, My Investigation into the Double Initial Murders by Sarah Rose George, and Unsolved Mysteries, The Alphabet Murders.